welcome to Traffic Karma, the podcast that inspires you with tips on how you can deal with traffic in your life, literally or figuratively, and how to navigate it smoothly so you can pay it forward. Last week, Linda Ugalo, business and mindset mentor and dancer performer who helps people transform worry and struggle into inspiration and ease in their work and life, shared with us how to relax even during the challenges. This week, I welcome Tori Jockums, writer, content creator, and the founder of Wild Spark Creative. Wild Spark Creative was created for the brave souls who care about what they do and how what they do impacts their communities. Her motto is, your most powerful asset is your story. How you tell it matters. She is focused on helping heart-driven small businesses and creative entrepreneurs alter their relationship with the written word and creating content for them that genuinely ignites their brand and connects authentically with their ideal audiences. For her, it's all about caring about their business as much as they do, and that process has been so much fun already. She will talk about why storytelling is so important, the seven deadly content sends, as well as the future of content. Well, I am super excited to welcome Tori Jockums to today's podcast. How's everything? Good, good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being a part of it. So I would love to talk today about the work you're doing. You know, how did you get into to what you're doing right now? Oh, goodness. Um, I mean, my love affair with writing has basically existed since I was in, like, kindergarten and could form sentences and have story time and all that. So, I mean, essentially it's been something that's kind of been developing since I was really young, which is cool um, because obviously it wasn't like a straight and narrow path (laughs) by any means. But I studied public relations and writing in college and um, did some some work after college where I was in an advertising agency and then I worked with a video production company and all of these things had like elements of storytelling in them, Mm -hmm. um, which were the parts of the jobs that I liked, but then there were, they just ended up being like not a great fit and I couldn't figure out why and I couldn't figure out why and it was totally driving me crazy. Um, and then I kind of one day last year, like, sat down and officially accepted with myself that, okay, Tori, you're a writer, like, just be a writer. And (laughs) then it all kind of started to like very slowly unfold from there. So I love that. I think that's so cool. And I will tell the listeners who a lot of them know that I have a background in PR and that's what my company is built on. But I love the fact that you just embrace the fact that, yeah, I'm a writer. You know, it's important to embrace whatever that is that your calling is. And I know sometimes we tend to like steer away from that. But uh, it's really cool to hear how, you know, your love of storytelling now has really infused your passion and, you know, expertise, if you will, into your your business now. So, um, is that how you came up with the name for wild spark creative? What prompted that? Okay. So this is kind of a fun story. It's, <laughs> it's also kind of an anticlimactic story, All but, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I, I decided like toward the end of last year that I was going to start my writing business, um, whatever shape it was going to take. And I enlisted the help of a good, good friend of mine who's massively creative to kind of help me brainstorm name ideas and stuff. And 
we went back and forth for like months with just nothing was sticking. And I did a ton of word association. I wrote down like the vibe that I wanted my company to have and like the kind of people I wanted to attract and like then just all these really random words that kind of associated with that feeling. Um, And then I was sitting at my desk at my day job in the middle of the afternoon, bored out of my mind. (laughs) And it just kind of like fell into my head. And I like immediately, I just remember like basically getting sweaty. I was so anxious about it (laughs) and like frantically Googling wild spark creative to see if it existed or was taken by anybody else. If it was registered with my state, if it was registered with trademarks. And then after I had done all of that searching and immediately bought the domain, I asked my um, friend that I had been talking to about names, what he thought about it. And he loved it. And I honestly, at that point, it wouldn't have mattered if he did or not. (laughs) But yeah, so it kind of just fell into my head. But there was a lot, there was months of like trying to come up with a name before that. But I think it really speaks to um, the kind of people I want to work with, the kind of person I hope I am, and the kind of person I definitely want to be, and the kind of work I want to do, so... Yeah, I love that. I think that's so great. And it is those times, right, that you least expect that those ideas come to you, you know? I think it's sort of like the shower theory, right, where you're like in the shower and you have this like focused time. You're like, oh, wait, you know, or maybe late at night and you get this idea and you got to go write it down. So I love that. And I think a lot of people can relate you know, to kind of that whole vibe just in general of sitting behind the desk, right? And you're like, oh my gosh, which is why it's so cool that I get a chance to talk with people like you and um, different guests that I've had on that have been doing something different and have decided to embrace whatever that passion is of theirs and get out of that job that's really boring and not fulfilling to them. So um, I love that um, wild spark um, and how you said you're really applying that to who you are and what your business is and who you're looking to attract. So very, very cool. Um, So this is a really fun question, and it's really interesting because the more I got to know you and everything you're doing, obviously storytelling is a huge part of what you do. And as you said earlier, it's kind of something that prompted, you know, um, you to think more about this since you were young. And I'm a writer myself, and I was reading this book, um, and to the listeners out there too, um, it's a great book, whether or not you ever step onto a TED stage or not, it's called (laughs) Talk Like Ted by Carmine Gallo, and he's analyzed hours and hours and hours of all these TED speakers and really what those key elements are. And the chapter I happen to be reading right now, and I was reading on the plane back from New York yesterday, Tori, was the art of storytelling and mastering (laughs) that art, and that storytelling is like at least 70 to 80% if not more of most of the top-rated TED Talks and and downloads. So um, clearly storytelling is important. I'd love to hear from you about why you feel it's so important and how you've applied it in the work that you're doing. Yeah, sure. That's awesome. Also, I've heard of that book, and I desperately want to read it. And I don't think that I'm the type of person that could ever get up on stage and give a TED Talk, but I think those those speakers are so brilliant. So they definitely have a lot that you can learn from them. But, um, for me, I think, I think storytelling is so essential because it has these elements and these threads that essentially connect all humans. Like the best storytelling 
you'll find, and I think this holds true in a lot of the TED Talks that really resonate with people as well, is that they're, they're emotionally powerful because they talk about these feelings and these things that like almost everybody has and goes through. And it, you know, they talk about their specific experiences and like science and stuff that backs it up. But at the end of the day, what they're doing is, is saying something in such a way that makes you go, yeah, me too. And I think Mm -hmm. there's so much power in, in that me too. Um, and that's kind of where, storytelling just kind of ties everybody together. And I think that in terms of business, like if you're trying to run a business in such a way that you feel good about the work you're doing and who you're doing it for, the best way to go about that is to be honest about who you are up front and why you're doing what you're doing and what it is exactly that you're doing. And those are essentially the elements of storytelling. You know, um, you're, like a character in your own novel really at the end of the day. Um, and the people that you're interacting with are, are the rest of the cast of characters, but the plot is kind of yours to set. And I think when people take that time to set it in such a way that is emotionally resonant, um, the right people come flocking. And that's why story is so powerful because it doesn't just attract everybody. It attracts the right people to you. I love that. I think that's so well said. The plot is yours to set and you are your own character in your novel or be it blockbuster. Um, and just another side note here too. Um, you know, we talked too on this podcast about tips and things that you can take away. So, you know, I think even if you don't feel like you're a writer, you know, I, I think the act of journaling <laughs> is very important. Um, and, you know, even just like thinking about, you know, what it is, who it is, that's surrounding you, you know, what are you wearing, you know, all these kinds of vivid things that, you know, is your story, as you said, you know, and a a coach of mine had said a blockbuster. So whether it's a movie or a book that, you know, you associate or whatever your medium is, you know, it's your story to tell, it's your plot to set. And I think that's so awesome. Um, you know, like you said, in terms of that and how it attracts the right people, I call it, you know, the power circle, but it's so important. Um, so we're pursuing our individual goals and, you know, going to the next step. So really cool. Um, awesome. So one of the things that I really thought was interesting that stuck out from your site is you talk about the seven deadly content sins. Um, <laughs> that's really interesting. Um, and I'd love to know what these are in short, um, cause I know everyone can also go to your website and check out some more about this as well, but how, what are these number one? And then two, how can businesses avoid them? Sure. Yeah. So essentially, um, when I came up with that whole concept, it was something I had run into when I was like creating Wild Spark um, because I did some research. Because as a writer, I, we tend to be occasionally insecure, and I wanted to kind of make sure that. Um, what I was offering, there was a need for. Mm -hmm. Um, and so as I was doing some of that research, I, I heard some of the same things come up time and time again. And I realized these things that come really naturally to me because I've spent my whole life dealing in words 
<laughs> don't come that naturally to other people. So the seven deadly content sins are basically these really, really common pitfalls mm-hmm. that business owners and entrepreneurs and creatives fall into when it comes to writing the words and um, creating the content. Um, and I mean, there are anything from straight up ignoring your audience to not giving yourself time to edit your content to um, not listening to what's being said. Um, yeah, it kind of ra- runs the gamut. Um, but a lot of it revolves just around these things that really, if business owners, the thing that could really clear it up for the most part, I think, is when people become intentional with their content, which is what a lot of um, the like action items and solutions that I mention in that little ebook are are all about. Are sitting down and making time for your content in such a way that allows you to be really intentional about what you're putting out there and make sure that it aligns with what you want to be as a business, but also is answering the questions that the people you're trying to serve have. Cause I think there's so much value in that. And so often we get kind of caught up in either just selling, 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 or telling all about us when really it is, it is about you, but it's about what you are and who you are in conjunction with who you're serving. Yes. So yeah. What you are and who you are, who are you serving? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so important. And, you know, just that time, because so many times, right, we don't allow ourselves to uh, be our own editors. And, you know, we're just rushing through things often with the many things that we have to get done. So taking a step back from that is really important. And, um, great stuff. So definitely, I know you'll talk about your website here a little later, but um, check that out on Tori's site. Um, Great things for all of us to consider whether we're, you know, gifted with (laughs) the gift of pin or gab or or not. Um, Very cool. Um, So I think content, yes, so especially important, you know, um, in this day and age right now, you know, we're in this really interesting time, right, with just content I call it a little bit of bombarding, but, you know, we see it on social media, on all of our feeds, on whatever. So what have you seen in terms of the most compelling type of content? Sure. Yeah. And it is so true that content has become kind of like a buzzword, which kind of sucks because it's difficult to describe yeah. what, what I do other than calling it content. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I mean, I think content is most effective and most powerful when it is authentic and heart driven. And that's whatever medium it is that you, you want to provide your content in because I know some people tend to prefer video or audio and that's totally cool. There is still a written content element component to that element component. You know, that's the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, but at the end of the day, like none of it really is going to hit home with anyone or stick with anyone unless you are putting real heart and passion into that. So like, don't lie to your people in your content. Don't pretend to know a lot about something that you don't be honest about your zone of genius, your area of expertise and share what you can with that, but do it in a way that is 
authentic and ties into the emotions that you have about it. And even the most dry business subjects, if someone is super passionate about it and is telling you about it with that passion, you're going to listen and you're going to be kind of hooked. Um, And I think it just comes from making that content be as authentic and heart-driven as possible. I love that. Well, my business is heart and soul, as the listeners know, so heart-driven is very important (laughs) to me. And we've talked a lot about passion, too, in the last few weeks. That continues to come up as a topic, so it's something that's this common thread. Um, And I think is again, to your point, so important um, to tap into because then it's going to come through in whatever you do. And that's also, you know, in the book um, as well um, that we were talking about earlier is that passion, you know, being number one not just what you're an expert in or maybe what you like, um, but you really have to have a passion for it and that will, that will come through. So I love how you said that. So speaking of content while we're on the subject, (laughs) what is the future of content in your opinion? Oh goodness. This is, and this is something that I've seen talked about more recently, Mm -hmm. um, on the internet more, more frequently than I had seen it up until a few weeks ago. But I think This is a good question for this time in the internet world because, and and in just the business world in general, because there's definitely a shift happening. The content that used to work isn't necessarily going to work anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, I think some of what's going to happen is going to be a shift in how content is delivered. I don't think blogs are going anywhere and I still think written content is an extremely valuable part of any business's marketing um, and just their core values in general. But I think it's going to be about having that written piece and also offering it as an audio, as an MP3 so people can listen to it in the car or doing a short video that highlights the main points and then having the larger piece of content available for them to read um so it's kind of just like merging these medias because obviously obviously we live in a very multimedia world and like I said earlier some people are gonna like video more or audio more um so I think realizing that and anticipating that and creating content that you can repurpose into those different mediums um and still provide unique value is is going to be a shift that we'll see more of. And then, honestly, I think the authenticity and the storytelling is something that we're going to see a lot more of now as well. Because more of my age group and your age group, the millennials, all of us youngins are starting to kind of step into uh, like career roles and leadership roles. And none of us like to be sold to. We, we come from an age where... We can Google and find out if you're lying to us. So we don't accept those old like snake oil type (laughs) selling tactics. And so I think as a whole, content's going to move to a place that's more authentic, but also more vulnerable. We're going to have to realize that we're people and so are everyone else and really connect with that to continue to resonate. 
I love that. Really, really good points there. And I 100% agree. And, you know, I was talking about this too in an article that I wrote um, earlier this year um, on content in, in the terms of marketing lens. But specifically, yes, blogs aren't going away. But now we're going to see even more of this, you know, audio or video type content like the broadcast citizen journalist as opposed to just this <laughs> blogger citizen journalist. So I think you're absolutely right there. And I think more and more people are looking for kind of that visual complement or even audio complement to your point. Um, so, and and beyond just the medium, um, continuing to stick with those principles that you talked about, you know, that unique, authentic voice that is vulnerable um, and that is connected. Um, really, really great. All right. So what else is in the works um, for you this year that you'd like to share? Oh, gosh. Um, that's how I started my answer for every question is, oh, gosh, because <laughs> I, I'm always like, I don't know. Yeah. And especially with this one, I this is all still writing itself as a profession is not necessarily new to me, but Wild Spark Creative is mm-hmm. still really new to me. So, and maybe in January I would have been like, I'm going to do this by June and by October this sure. is going to happen. <laughs> but um, you know, two months even in business will teach you real quick that <laughs> that doesn't really necessarily happen, but. I think um, I'm going to just, my main goal for the whole rest of this year is just to continue to build good relationships with really great people. I've been really lucky in that Wildspark Creative has attracted the right people so far, and I have met some really freaking cool people doing what I love, which is awesome. That is awesome. Um, yeah, it's super cool, and... I just want to continue doing that because I know that even if that doesn't mean I hit X amount of dollars in year one, that's the kind of stuff that um, bears fruit for a lot longer than just a one-off project or anything like that. So I definitely am focusing on relationships and continuing to provide content. Um, I'm looking into... I still do love fiction very much, and so it's not so much business-related, but I absolutely want to take on a couple of, like, shorter-form fiction projects and just kind of... That that creative side of things really helps me develop my storytelling when I translate it over to client work. I think mm-hmm. it gives me kind of a unique edge because... Um, it, it's different, but it's it's very illustrative, fiction is and I think that businesses could stand to have more of that so that's something I'll be doing this year but then yeah I'm kind of just open to wherever 2016 wants to take me I love that continuing to build a business you know I'm in the same boat as you you know building great relationships and then yeah steering towards some of those creative um, outlets too and I think that's fabulous so congrats on everything to date and excited to see where you're headed so where can people learn more about you and Wild Spark Creative? Sure so best place probably to find out a little bit more about what I'm all about and what I what I do best is my website, which is www.wildsparkcreative.com. Um, it's my neat little internet home, and that's the base where you can kind of find everything. And um, my social networks that 
are the two best places to connect with me outside of the website are Facebook, which it's just Wild Spark Creative, and Instagram, which is also at Wild Spark Creative. So. Easy enough. That's fabulous. Yeah. Very cool. Well, Tori, thank you so much. Great stuff today in terms of the power of content, you know, the future of content, how we can all be great storytellers and looking forward to, again, seeing where you're going to continue to grow. Um, and I really thank you for your time and joining me today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was awesome.